I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Want a weekly roundup of the best CBC Radio programming? Subscribe to the CBC Radio 1 newsletter. Get a digest of the week's top stories. Read in-depth articles. Listen to interviews and documentaries. And get the lowdown on upcoming stories from CBC Radio 1 that you need to hear. To subscribe, go to cbc.ca slash radio and look for the subscribe button. The CBC Radio 1 newsletter. Be informed. This is Play Me, your digital theater. We transform the hottest contemporary plays into bingeable audio dramas. I'm Laura Mullen. And I'm Chris Tolley. Welcome back to Play Me, an episode two of What a Young Wife Ought to Know by Hannah Moscovich. If you haven't had a chance to listen to part one of What a Young Wife Ought to Know, be sure to subscribe in Apple or Google Podcasts or visit cbc.ca forward slash playmecbc. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and review us. In episode one of What a Young Wife Ought to Know, we meet Sophie, a young woman growing up in a poor, overcrowded part of Ottawa in the 1920s. Sophie gets plenty of advice on what she ought to know from the women in her life, including her older sister, Alma, who finds herself dealing with an unwanted pregnancy. Johnny, the handsome Irish stable hand, and Sophie's crush is the father. Desperate to avoid having his baby, Alma enlists Sophie's help to end the pregnancy with devastating results. Here is part two of What a Young Wife Ought to Know by Hannah Moscovich. Warning, the following episode contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Is she gone? Not... not yet, I don't think. Alma? Alma. Alma? They carried her off quick. Johnny. It was... What? Just, she was... She was so pretty. Ah, uh, no, what? For Christ's sake, you're lying. No. You won't like it. Well, I like it more or less than that. It wasn't a fever. So, what, what then? She cut the baby out. <sighs> Alma! No! She's dead. Had you discerned that Johnny was the father? I know I hadn't. I sat there with Alma until Ma came. Ma threw the blanket back. Just looked at her. Didn't move. 
just looking at her. There were flies landing on Alma, and I swatted them away. And Ma lost her temper. You're home. Yeah. I wanted to call on you. Your ma do that? Bruised you? What for? For nothing. Where is your ma? Out. May I have a cup? Of course. You're wearing Alma's dress. I like that one. I thought she'd be buried in that one. No. The other one. Cup's hot. Your ma's out working? Yeah. Doing what? Washing. Well, you don't go with her. I do. How do you like it? I wash dirty linen. (laughs) Will you... Come to the funeral? You work in the stables? Yeah. You know how to ride? I do. Where'd you learn? Pit ponies. Where? The pit. In Ireland? I came here, tried a new world. Less ghosts. (laughs) You... You have any family? I told my ma I wanted to go work in the pit. She says no. Well, I say you can't say no. I'm my own man. How old were you? Well, 14. (laughs) I came home. She locked me out the house. My brothers, they died. Ypres and the sum. So I, I think she was fed up with it. So. How'd you come to Ottawa? Got on a boat. You're like her, but you ask more questions. I'm happy you look well. Johnny was grieving for Alma. So was I. So we liked each other's company. (laughs) For my part, I also liked his company because he was so handsome. Sometimes when he was talking, I couldn't quite hear what he was saying. That's how handsome he was. I could see his mouth was opening and closing, but I did not know what he was saying. Where's your ma? Where is your ma? Out. You lost your tongue. No. Can I have a cup? Are you... Are you well? I'm well, yeah. You're cold? No. You're trembling. You're scared or... No. 
You've done this before. Alma said you pity the postboy. That that's how you come to love you. You pity. No, I. You didn't pity him. No, I. Yes, I pitied him. He said, "I don't want to die without knowing what love is." Do you pity me? Why? Because of my sister. You know she didn't want the baby because it was mine. I wanted it. I smiled when Alma said she's in a certain way, and she hit me. <laughs> What were you gonna do? Do you love me? I don't know why. You kiss the postboy in here. Yeah. He was close to death. Yeah. It didn't sicken you. No. He must have looked up at you like you were an angel coming to carry him up to heaven yourself. Are you? Are you gonna take your trousers down? Oh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Do you want me to? because you're like Alma. Were you thinking of her just now? <laughs> were you thinking of the postboy? <laughs> yeah. You were. Yeah. Do you love me as much as you love the postboy? Yeah. Do you love me more? Yes. Why? You're not dead. That's why. <laughs> With the postboy, I thought I'm kissing the angel of death. <sighs> That's how he looks. With you, I'm not thinking of death. What, what are you thinking of? <laughs> I can't say what it is. It's more like, it's like a, it's a kind of enthusiasm. Mm. It's, it's almost like I wanna. <laughs> it's almost like I don't know. Like I wanna run across a field. Oh, that what you're talking about? That's what you feel toward a person that you wanna marry. Yes. You want to marry me? Can I? Uh, yeah. I can. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I married him. <laughs> I was very forward with him, wouldn't you say? Ladies, gentlemen, love made him familiar to me. So I talked plainly with him, and he was like that with me also, for he'd lost some of his guile when Alma died. He'd been, he'd been broken by grief in front of me, and knew me somehow because of it. We had the habit of 
truthfulness with one another. And it made the love come. Ladies, do you have the habit of truthfulness with your husbands? Right away, we had a dear little girl, born large, nine pounds, named Catherine, Kitty, after my ma. You did well, you did well, you did so very well. I sat on the doorstep the whole time listening to you labor, and I couldn't even get up and go down the tenement. I couldn't even get up and get myself a whiskey, which would have helped me because my nerves are shot. She's not pretty. She is. She will be after a few days of life. She is so pretty. The house smells of blood. I could smell it through the door while you labored. It scared me. The sheets are stained. You're shy. No. You are? Yeah. I am shy. Why? I don't know. It's filthy. Did you think it would be clean to labor? No. It is different to see you with a child. See how you hold her, how you look at her. It's it's different. It makes me love you. Love you so much, so much that my heart's gonna break from widening so much because you're my family. You're my family. I am proud of her. She is pretty, I think. She is. And then we had the first one named George. After my dad. And he only lived half an hour. Owing to it was a case of the baby or me. I had a nurse by me. For the, the doctor cost so much. But a doctor had to be called. And I will say I had a black doctor. For he was a cheaper. And I was very well attended by him. I had to have the instruments put on. And the doctor said, you know, we can't go on like this any longer. I said, please, please, not to kill the baby. And Ma said, there'll be others. Lie still or this'll put a hole in your bladder. The doctor gave me the chloroform and he crushed the baby so it would come out. We christened him George and buried him in a small plot near Alma. But it was, it was, uh, it was too bad for a second child. I felt the love toward him come. I, I was a young mother. And then we had the second one named George, and he lived. But he cost me great pains. The doctor, he was not black. The black doctor moved to Toronto, more so pity. This doctor was old and had drank and mint on his breath. 
and I looked up at him in the tenth hour of my laboring, and there was blood on his sleeves up to his collar, and rags of flesh come down, and a prolapsed womb that led to an operation in hospital. Johnny. Johnny. Johnny, no. Where's the baby? In his cot. Sorry, Johnny. No, no. The doctor said not to. It'll give you pain. It will. It might, but that's not... For how long? I think the doctor meant a while. A month. A year. (laughs) (laughs) He told me that my insides were quite exhausted. And he dearly hoped I didn't have more children. He said I shouldn't have more children. Johnny is... Yes. No more. We have the two. No more. No more children. No more... No more. (sighs) That's what he said. Did you ask him what it meant and how to... I I said, how do I prevent it? But he didn't answer. He just said it could weaken my health and might even cost my life. He did. Yes. And a child could get no nourishment from my womb, he said. (sighs) I'll ask him again. I was nervous to say what I wanted to... That it'd be hard not to... To have no... Sorry, Johnny. No, no. We have the two. Nothing happened after. Johnny thought too much of me. But it was... We were... How are the stables? Oh, one of the horses went lame. Oh. I thought that was quite the... Nobody came by to fix the floor. It's turned to mud. I think you're making it worse. Um, is it all right if I go out for a little... Go out for a cigarette? <sighs> I'd heard of certain articles at the druggists. But when I went and looked at them, they were more than a dollar each. And Johnny was only giving me 14 a week, and what with rent and paying down my surgery at the hospital, it was called a rubber sheath. And it could be used for up to a month as long as you washed it out afterwards and took only the very best care of it. The name on the packet was the Canadian Royal Guard, which was sort of humor. Though I didn't think it was a laughing matter. And God only knows if it worked. For I asked the druggist and he said there was a disgrace about the factory that manufactured them and the, the, the rubber was weak and defective and left over from the making of boots. And, and, then, and then the druggist came around the counter and said, what did I want with such a thing that was usually only used for misconduct? And was I having an immoral going on? So, I asked among my neighbors, the wives in the tenement, to see if they had any knowledge of what to do. 
Is it a cake? <laughs> no. You, you eat it? You ate some of this? No. What? What did you do with it? <laughs> I... I took a piece. I offered it up. You... I... You did? <laughs> but who told you to do that? You didn't go asking loose women. No! So I... Yeah. No. You can't. You just have to do it. You, you, you have to... Quick! 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 It's, but don't gonna... yell. I'm trying to do it. Oh, I can feel it melting. I'm trying. It's just not that easy. You're covered in. It's all... I'm, I'm sliding. Oh, do it! I'm trying. Have you done it? No. Can't you tell the difference? <laughs> it doesn't feel so odd down there. I hope you don't feel what I'm... There. <sighs> oh. <sighs> What is it down there? Cocoa butter and tannic acid. It's... I think it's burning me a little. I think it's supposed to. It's what? It's supposed to what? I think it might be at working. Uh, that's what. That's what I've been telling myself. It's burning. I. Uh, I want to keep going though. Maybe it'll stop. It's almost. It's. <clears throat> it's fine. Mm, it's fine. It's. No, it's too much. Oh God, Jesus, that hurts. Ladies, gentlemen, is this the type of birth prevention you use? And if you do use it, why in God's name do you use it? After that, Johnny and I went back to nothing. And he took to going out of the house again, saying he was going for a cigarette or going north. That was part two of What a Young Wife Ought to Know by Hannah Moscovich. You can listen to the conclusion by subscribing to our podcast or by visiting cbc.ca forward slash playmecbc. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Theater or Instagram at playmepodcast. What a Young Wife Ought to Know was written by Hannah Moscovich. The original theatrical production was directed by Christian Berry. It featured Lisa Repo Martel, David Patrick Fleming, and Rebecca Parent. It was commissioned and developed by 2B Theatre and premiered at the Neptune Theatre in Halifax, Canada. We'd love to hear what you think of our show. You can email us at playme at cbc.ca. And please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes to help us get the word out about Playme. Special thanks to our CBC producers, Fabiola Melendez-Carletti, Cecil Fernandez, and Tanya Springer. The executive producer of CBC Podcasts is Arif Narani. The senior director of audio innovation is Leslie Merklinger. Play Me is produced by Laura Mullen and Chris Tolley. 
The associate producer is Pippa Johnstone. This episode was edited by Chris Tolley. Play Me is funded by the Canada Council for the Arts and the Ontario Arts Council. Play Me is produced by Expect Theatre in partnership with CBC Podcasts. For more information on our plays and artists, please visit playmepodcast.com. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.